Jordan Greenway has re-upped with the Minnesota Wilds. We look at how this deal got done, what it means for Greenway's future with the Minnesota Wild, and what it means for several other big questions for Bill Guerin in the offseason. All that and more today on Locked on Wilds. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's bonus episode of Locked On Wild, we look at the Jordan Greenway extension and what it means for several other big Bill Guerin offseason questions. Seems as though the Wild are shifting towards a particular brand and uh, set of moves that may be made in the offseason. So we look at every angle of the Greenway extension. Uh, here today. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorites, Minnesota teams through the ups and downs, and now at the helm of Locked on Wild. Happy to have you along for this bonus episode of Locked on Wilds because we've got some big news from today. Jordan Greenway re-signing a uh, three-year, $9 million deal with the Minnesota Wild to keep him with the Wilds. And first and foremost, at least at this point, now this may change as the uh, the season wears on, this uh, removes a lot of doubts as to if Greenway is going to be sticking around beyond this season. And this also furthers what Bill Guerin has been building. So, Obviously, three years, $9 million for uh, for Greenway on the extension. And this is uh, for a player that I think is a pretty polarizing one in uh, Minnesota Wild Twitter, um, just in, in fandom, because I think the biggest thing with Greenway is that we see a player who can do more, or it seems as though can do more, than he does. And I want to, right off the bat, I was fully expecting that Greenway would uh, either be dealt in the offseason or would. I, I didn't expect that Greenway was going to be with the team past this season because I thought the Wild had pieces in the minors, in the AHL and below that could come up and could uh, fill that type of a role. We saw in the uh, win against the New York Islanders uh, when Marcus Foligno was out, we saw Brandon Duhame slide into that spot and give that same sort of physicality, which led me to believe if you're going to uh, allow Greenway to walk or trade him to try to free up some salary cap space, just put Brandon Duhame on that line and let him be uh, another physical piece to that uh, that Erickson Eck line and let them just do their thing. But 
having had a chance to kind of think about it, having had a chance to see a stat that truly blowed my mind, blew my mind. Um, the Jordan Greenway, Jewel Erickson Eck, Marcus Felino line has not given up a goal in a five-on-five situation this season. They have not been scored upon when those three are on the ice. They have not been scored upon in a three-on-three situation. And so my thinking morphed from, okay, I don't get this, to this is just another example of the Minnesota Wild valuing the sum as opposed to the individual pieces because Greenway at this point is going to really help with his physicality. That's that's what he brings best to the table as opposed to, you know, scoring ability or uh, or anything along those lines. And when he gets paired up with Marcus Felino and Jewel Eriksson Ek, that line just works. And with the fact that Kevin Fiala and Matt Boldy have been on the run that they have been, that line, I think, has become your true second line. And I hate, even as I do it, I hate marking lines by first line, second line, third line, because this line very often gets matched up against the top offensive line of the opponent. So a lot of times they end up starting and uh, and matching up with that line. But at the end of the day, there is less and less pressure being put on the Eriksson-Eck line to have to score every night because you have the dominance we've seen from the Kaprizov, Hartman, and Zuccarello line. Add that in with the dominance that we've seen from the Matt Boldy line and from the... Um, from Kevin Fiala. Those are your two scoring lines. The fourth line has given good minutes up and down this season, but they are also they're also factored into this. I'm not leaving them out of the discussion. But we've seen a dynamic shift from this wild team over the last two weeks since Matt Boldy stepped into the lineup. And it's no coincidence the Wild are 8-0-1 since Matt Boldy made his NHL debut because I think we have seen the Wild be able to truly have the two dynamic scoring lines and the line that can match up against an opponent's top line to shut them down. And like or dislike Jordan Greenway, he factors in the shutdown line category. Now, the contract it- itself... Three years, nine million. He was making two and a half this year, so it's not a huge bump for him. But uh, but actually, if you look at uh, his market value, Greenway's play, based on all the different metrics that uh, that factor into that, has his market value at like four point seven million dollars. So obviously, his uh, average salary is not at that level, and so this was a good opportunity for the Minnesota Wild to re-up with a guy that uh, is just another piece that makes this team tick. And with the way that they've played recently, it's hard to argue with any of the uh, the guys that have stepped into the lineup. I mean, this is as set as 
the starting lines have been for this team in the last couple of years, and they just they've found the combinations that work. And so on any given night, they just throw those four lines at the opponents, with the exception of a couple of mix and match players, depending on if players are injured or not. And they just win. They just win. They just battle. They just get it all done because, you know, at the end of the day, Bill Guerin has put the atmosphere together that the players want to be part of the sum of the parts as opposed to an individual piece themselves. So my thinking on this started off that it was a little bit too rich of an extension for uh, a guy like Jordan Greenway, but it's really, really hard for me to argue with the results that this team has put on the ice this year. And who am I to judge the moves that Bill Guerin thinks are going to uh, to help this team win? Um, everything pretty much that he has done since he started has been a success. And so if he thinks that Jordan Greenway is a guy that uh, that can lead this team or that can be not, not lead this team, but be part of the sum, part of the sum, who am I to, who am I to say it's a bad move? It's a good move because just, just look at everything that Bill Guerin has done since he took this team over. It's really hard to argue with any of it. So Greenway's extension in the books. Uh, we will uh, dive into a few more angles of this as well today because it sure seems like the Wild are, are moving towards a big decision in the offseason. The salary cap is not infinite. It may be a myth. We joke about the, uh, the salary cap being a myth because of all the times that teams find ways to kind of creatively maneuver it. But it's not an infinite number. The Wild are going to have constraints that they have to deal with. And it looks like they're getting towards making a decision in that regard. So we'll talk about that today. We'll also talk about Bill Guerin just continuing to continuing to find guys that, that get it done for this team. So a lot more to come on today's uh, reaction to Jordan Greenway's extension episode of Locked on Wild after this. It is 2022, and that means New Year's resolutions are out in full swing. And if one of yours is to eat a little better, to get yourself in a little better shape, may I present you with Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and I will even go one step further to say that Built Bar tastes better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to any of your favorite candy bars, which are usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. If you are a huge fan of snacking, guilty, uh, go grab your secret stash of whatever your favorite candy bar is. Give them to a friend. I'm not advocating throwing candy out. I, I can't. Give them to a friend. Replace all of your secret stashes with Built Bars, and I guarantee your 2022 will be a lot better than your 2021. And now if you head to Built.com, you can get 15% off of your order with the promo code LOCKED15. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Thank you once again for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. And uh, just a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Continuing the reaction to Jordan Greenway's extension and uh, did have some reaction that I wanted to uh, pass along here uh, for this episode. Obviously, Bill Guerin weighing in on uh, the extension. Uh, Sarah McClellan, who covers the Minnesota Wild and the NHL for the Star Tribune, had uh, some tweets in regards to Guerin's Zoom session this afternoon. Uh, Guerin saying that the deal came together over the last couple of weeks. The team has noticed growth in Greenway and uh, believes that he will continue to improve and continue to be a productive player for this team. So I hop from that to uh, Brett Marshall of the Sound the Foghorn podcast, friend of the show, mentions that Jordan Greenway's first 16 games this season, he had a uh, 44.23 Corsi 4 percentage when he was on the ice. Now, keep in mind, Corsi 4 percentage is the percentage of time that you are, your team is possessing the puck when you're on the ice. So 44%, not great. And uh, the goal differential was plus five for uh, for the Wild when Greenway was on the ice. He also had uh, th- just three secondary assists uh, on the season, and uh, his expected goals for percentage on the ice was 46.84. Um, those numbers are not great, and you know I think that's when the chatter about Greenway got the loudest to where this is a guy that I think – we can just, you know, just bring up a Connor Dewar to uh, to come and play on that line, and um, and get the same production without having to worry about the amount of money being shelled out for uh, for a guy like that. But then we have the turning points, and uh, as Brett notes in his tweet in his uh, in Greenway's last seventeen games from November twenty eighth onward, and this is right around the time that the Minnesota Wild really clicked it into high gear. Um, Greenway has a 55.05 expected goals for percentage. Now, what that means is that if a goal is scored when Jordan Greenway is on the ice, any line combo, the expected goals for percentage, it means that 55% of the time that goal being scored is by the wild. So... There are obviously a lot of factors that go into that. And, you know, as I continue with this, trying to get a little better uh, on the stats side of things. But um, the expected goals for percentage taking a noticeable bump. Uh, Corsi four percentage up to an even 50%. Uh, the Wilds goal differential with Greenway on the ice is plus 11 uh, since the 28th. So that's obviously a noticeable hike as well. And Greenway has also chipped in himself with four goals and six assists in his last 16 games. So Greenway has uh, picked up his play and, you know, quick, quick side, another example of Dean Evason being able to get the most out of the guys out on the ice. We, we saw this with Kevin Fiala. Now some of Kevin Fiala's production is due to the fact that Matt Boldy is on his line, but, uh, but still, Dean Evason knowing what buttons need to be pushed for uh, everybody on the roster. And Greenway has been better uh, statistically 
since uh, that November 28th stretch uh, in those last 16 games. So obviously that stretch enough for uh, for Garen to uh, to decide that it's uh, it's time to try to lock in Greenway for uh, for beyond just this season. Uh, also from Garen, the contracts wasn't engineered to keep the Greenway, Erickson, Eck, and Felino line intact, but Garen said that line is something that we want to keep around. So he knows it too, and it's not even the fact that that line has not been uh, scored upon this year, which I, I did not know before today, which that is just, that's just a bizarre stat, an amazingly bizarre stat. It's it's nice to have that line that if you need somebody to go out there and just be physical and try to wear down and slow down an opponent's top line, that's the line that can do it. And now you don't have to put that pressure on the Kaprizov line, the Fiala line. Those guys can go out there and worry about how they're going to attack the opponents who are trying to do the same thing to them. And so when you go up against a Colorado Avalanche, you throw the Erickson Eck line at the McKinnon line, and you just give them everything that they can possibly handle and be physical, and then you pick your matchups beyond that with the Kaprizov line, the Fiala line, and even the uh, the fourth line with uh, Nico Sturm, who, by the way, is another guy. I don't have anything to go off of with this, but it seems as though Bill Guerin is very highly valuing continuity and keeping this group intact as much as possible. Don't be surprised if Nico Sturm is another guy that the Wild try to uh, to line up an extension with. He is a restricted free agent um, after this season is done. So it's actually, I... Uh, now that I mention it to myself, I'm not sure if it was uh, that Sturm is a restricted or unrestricted free agent, but uh, nonetheless, he is a guy that is going to need to be re-signed if the a Wild want to keep him um, as part of the current core. And with how that uh, fourth line is played, I would think that you'd want to at, uh, at some point here this uh, this offseason. Nico Sturm is actually an unrestricted free agent after this year. So even more of an onus for Bill Guerin to maybe go try to get a, uh, a deal done with Sturm to keep that line intact and uh, give them an opportunity to just continue to grow and build again as part of the sum of this wild team. So uh, just some uh, some great stuff from all around the Minnesota Wild podcast landscape um, in terms of numbers and stats for uh, Jordan Greenway. Again, we got to look at the Greenway signing as being part of that line and what makes that line so good. Um, he's also contributing himself, so keep that in mind. I know there's been a lot of reaction on uh, on both sides of the aisle, but... Greenway is uh, is re-signed, and uh, as I alluded to, I think this leads to some interesting questions that we're getting closer to answers for uh, from General Manager Bill Guerin on the future of other Minnesota Wild players. We will finish today's episode debating just that here on Locked on Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, 
Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Massive month of January to uh, to start off the year. So appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen every day and uh, takes the time to interact on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. Always enjoy getting a chance to uh, to chat with listeners uh, about our favorite Minnesota hockey team. So, as I said, this is starting to lead us towards a fascinating fork in the road, I think, for this Minnesota Wild team. This offseason, the Minnesota Wilds are going to once again enter the restricted free agent realm with one Kevin Fiala. It was a slow start for Fiala coming into this season and uh, and starting up this year, but enter Matt Boldy, and Kevin Fiala is on a 11-game uh, point streak. Now, that obviously started before Boldy got put into the lineup, but uh, you look at what Kevin Fiala did in the uh, the month of January. He uh, he had six goals and six assists, was a plus nine, and uh, had 12 points in those uh, January games. Um, that was after a, uh, a three-point start to the season in October, but I think it stems from him getting more confident, and I think it stems from him having Boldy as a guy that he can rely on on the other end of that line that he can uh, basically just play catch with. You saw the um, the Wilds commercial with Zuccarello and Kaprizov passing the coffee cup uh, back and forth. He just needed a guy that he could do that with so they can make plays. And, you know, no knock on Freddie Goudreau. He's just more of a defensive center. But uh, he certainly has been chipping in to that line's success. Uh, my thinking coming into the season was that it was pretty much set in stone that Minnesota Wilds, with how they handled the arbitration and uh, just how they've handled the Fiala contract situation in general, I did not think that there was a way that um, the Minnesota Wild were going to retain Fiala uh, past this season and that in the offseason he was going to be an easy way to free up around $5 million in salary cap space for some other needs. I don't think that's the case anymore. I, with what we've seen from that Fiala line over the last two weeks, I can't make a compelling argument anymore to break that line up because you've got a guy in Iowa who, if you want to add a little bit more of an offensive-oriented center, you can do so. With Marco Rossi, you could have Rossi be the center for Fiala and Boldy, and I think you would get some really good things from that line next year um, to where I'm super intrigued for that to be an option. Then let's say Nico Sturm doesn't resign or you choose not to. Well, you can slide Freddie Goudreau to that fourth line and let him um, let him do his thing there with Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar. I just, I think the Fiala-Boldy connection has given this Minnesota Wild offense a dynamic that we just, we frankly have not seen from this team in a very long time. You have two lines with dynamic scorers in Kaprizov and Fiala, and we're starting to see very complimentary players 
on those lines that can help them out and can assist themselves. This team has a ton of dangerous options in those top two lines, and Matt Boldy is part of that. Boldy has proven more than capable of playing at the NHL level and uh, being able to handle all the ups and downs of the NHL season. And it's just that that is just a combo that works on a level similar to Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. I can't make the argument anymore that uh, that can be broken up, especially with what is coming up over the next couple of seasons uh, and the depth at which the Minnesota Wilds currently have on on defense. Now, I'm not going so far as to advocate trading Jared Spurgeon or Jonas Brodeen. It just, it seems like, and maybe this is just because it's been like this for the last couple of off seasons. It's where everything seems to kind of funnel to a point where a Matt Dumba trade seems like it is the route that this team is going to go. It There was so much chatter in the offseason about that being the way that this was going to play out before the season started, that Matt Dumba was going to be the one to get traded. They're going to trade Matt Dumba. They're going to trade him on draft night. Never did. It just it seems like we're going that way again because you look at the, the six defensemen that the Minnesota Wilds regularly throw out there on game night. You've got Jared Spurgeon. You've got Jonas Brodeen. Those two are not going anywhere. Those two are, you know, as as good as you'll get on defense in the NHL. You've got the line combo of John Merrill and Dmitry Kulikov as the third line, and statistically, they have been good this year. They've had, you know, they've had some moments where they were a little out of position filling in for Spurgeon or Brodeen. You'll have that with uh, with guys like that who are more accustomed to a a lower role than that top line defense. Um, you've also got Alex Golgoski, who could resign with the Wilds. It would have to be for a, a lower cap hit, and it sounds like that's the route that uh, that the team is is looking to go, um, and that Golgoski is, is open to that. So if that's what ends up happening, then where's the spot for Kalen Addison? Where's the spot that Addison is going to get into this lineup? It's It all points to, to Matt Dumba. And let me be clear. I'm not advocating for a Dumba trade because I know there is a laundry list of turnovers that seem to happen in critical late-game situations. And there's merit to that. But I think Dumba is going to be one of those guys where after he's traded, you look back and you just say, boy, could really, really going to miss that presence on this team, not only on the ice, but off the ice as well. But you look at the things that Dumba brings to the table on the ice. Kalen Addison does a lot of that too. And Kalen Addison is at the point where... He's not, you're not really doing him any good by just having him play down at Iowa and come up and fill in for guys when they're hurt. He needs to have a role on this team. 
And the only spot I can really see, unless somehow the uh, the Wilds do not resign Alex Goligoski, they manage to keep Matt Dumba, and they slot Kalen Addison into that spot, that is another possibility. It's just, I think, if you're looking at what Dumba brings and what Addison has brought, I think it's pretty similar, and it just... Connecting dots, it just seems like kind of the spot that this team is going. So we will later in the week, going to let that percolate for a little bit. Later in the week, we will full out debate the merits of keeping Kevin Fiala or Matt Dumba. And we'll try to see which case has the better, which case has the better reasoning behind it. Um, as this team goes forward, because I don't think there's going to be anything done in season. And I'm fine with that. This roster, the way that they've been playing, it is really hard to make an argument, uh, despite my best efforts, uh, to make any sort of big changes, because this formula, this roster works. And so it's hard to make a compelling argument to make any sort of big-scale changes, which is why I think that will happen in the offseason. But we will still have a debate about which of those guys make the most sense to keep. So uh, you can tune in for that later on here this week in Lockdown Wild. But that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. Uh, Again, just to summarize, the Jordan Greenway extension, really more of a, a sum of all of the parts and Greenway being such a, a, an important part of that, uh, that Erickson Eck line. That's, that's why that deal got done. And it leads me to believe that uh, there are going to be some other moves that, uh, that we're getting a little closer towards knowing the answers to uh, once we get to the offseason. So thank you for listening to today's bonus episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, Make sure that you head over to Locked On NHL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NHL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Locked On NHL is free and available on all podcast platforms. Just like Locked On Wild, we are available wherever you listen to podcasts. We're available anytime you want to listen as well. Make sure to check us out on your favorite social media channels as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are keeping you as up-to-date as possible on your favorite hockey team here in the state of hockey. Because if a puck drops anywhere in Minnesota, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.